You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the same old Arsenal team talk. I'm your host, Dan Potts, and I've got a great panel with me tonight. Kenny Ken's back in the house. Kenny, how you doing, bro? More good, more good. You know what? I'm well made up about yesterday's performance. Really good performance, you know. No one let themselves down. You know, I'm really pleased for the, the footballing side and pleased for the players and definitely pleased for the managers as well because they deserve it. They really blew um, the checks out of the water. Really did, man. And we're going to get into it because it was very, very good. And it's nice to finally have a result to talk about that we're proud of. Joining me also is Mr. Tony Fine. Tony, how you doing, buddy? All good? Oh, he's on mute. Look, he's on mute and he's chatting away. None of us can hear him, but he's all good. <laughs> Evening, boys. You all right? How are you? Yeah, good, man. Good to see you on the show, man. Uh, last night's performance was great. We're going to get into it Cheers, before we boys. do Thanks that. For the no, man, anytime. You're welcome anytime. Uh, Manny is trying to get in. He's having some problems technically, but we're going to start. Kenny, I'm going to start with you, man. Mate, last night, I was so impressed and you and I have had our critics towards the manager. We've had our critics towards some of the players. Didn't let us down last night. My question though, Kenny, why couldn't we do that last week and just have a nice relaxing evening last night? What is it about this team that impressed you last night? And what is it that frustrated you from last week? Because the way I saw it was the similar team and two different nights. You know, you know what's happened? I think what's happened is that, because we um, they had the away goal, I think there was great motivation as well. Because when they um, at the end of the game last week, they were celebrating as though they were through, and it and they those celebrations lasted well, well after the final whistle. So I think that was great motivation. But you know, it was the onus was up, was on us to score two or more goals. We scored two goals, we were through because there was no way they were going to get they were going to get two or three more goals. So the way we started, we just killed them off. But it was like. From the f- first whistle, not, the things I liked was not so much the, the speed that we used in our attacks, but the way we pressed the ball, won the ball back, and then Chambers going down the right back, you know, supporting Saka, you know, Pepe down the left-hand side. You know what? From I was so pleased. Even when, um, you know, when um, we got the goal disallowed, I just knew that we were going to score again. And I just thought every player was at it. Every player just thought, you know what? We got the extra motivation of the fact that they were celebrating on the, at touchline last week. Also, you know, even though people said it was only Sheffield United, but that was uh, actually a rehearsal for how we were going to play on Thursday. So the good things we did against Sheffield United, we just took him into the into the net, into into yesterday, and that's what really pleased me. Is that everyone says, "Oh, forget about Sheffield United, forget about the league, concentrate on Europa." But all I'm trying to say is that. We're playing for places. A lot of these players, and I say it's a great respect of them, none of them are, for me, certain starters. 
every place is up for grabs. And that's why you've got to use, you know, Sheffield United last week in order to, you know, play yourself into places for the Europa League. And that's what we're going to do moving forward. And, you know, players like Mari did well against Sheffield United, did well on Thursday. Players like, you know, Lacazette played well, did well, you know, you know, players like Holding did okay against Sheffield United. So they've all earned their place. And it wasn't a situation where, you know, Arteta picked, um, you know, his possible first choice right back in Bellerin. He just thought, right, I'm going to go in runners and I want someone who gets past the halfway line to, um, you know, like I said, create that overload with Saka. Perfect. Worked perfectly. That's that's the tempo I would like as a player moving forward. And from now on, forget all this trial experiment. Try and win football matches. And do you think, Kenny, as well, like me and you have been have been critical of some of the decisions in terms of team selection, but do you think now Arteta is, has kind of finally worked out that some of these senior players that have let him down don't deserve a place moving forward? And I'm talking about the Willians and even the Abamyangs, who obviously is not well, we now know. He looks to have stuck with Chambers at right back ahead of Bellerin and Cedric, like you've mentioned. He's trusted Pablo Marie now at, uh, we, we, in the left centre. Sorry to cut you. Sorry to cut no, you. We've been, there, we've been on this road before, though. Like yeah. last season when we won the FA Cup, beating Man City and in the semi-finals and beating Chelsea, everyone was everyone was raving about a back, you know, win backs and a back three, and we started mm-hmm. playing that. And teams found us out, and then we had to go back with back four. So every time you think that you know our coach has settled on a on a pattern of play, it doesn't always work like that because mm-hmm. you know the opposition works us out, and then he has to go and um, change the formation. So the thing with the thing with um, in terms of the manager and Arsenal, you've got to take it as one game at a time because we're, we're a check on Hydeside. And, you know, without a identified way of playing football in terms of, like, you know, a style... You know our West Ham play? He plays mm. to the strips of the tip players that he's got and said, right, that's our style. That's how we play. Forget it. No no tweaking and turning. This is the best way for us to win football matches. And Tuchel, coming at Chelsea, I've Lampard's got sacked. Same sort of thing. Settled on, on getting the... The best out of the players he has available. I don't think this manager does that. That's why I say one game at a time because things change, injuries happen, or we get battered, and he, then he changes his mind again. And Kenny, before we move on, I've got to bring up a couple of comments here. PW said, "Is Ken on the loo?" Now I see you last night saying that you weren't. Look at that. That is a children's chair. If I've seen one before, someone else here even believes Ken is in a booth in London, a photo booth. <laughs> In London stations. <laughs> a photo booth. Anyway, there we go. I think that's answered that question. Uh, moving on. Manny, I'm going to bring you in, man. Um, I know your Wi-Fi is poor. I know you've got tech issues. Um, can you hear us, first of all, bro? Yeah, you're very robotic. You're very robotic. But I can hear you, bro. I can hear you. What's going on? I'm good, man. Good to uh, see you and hear you again, mate. Um, what did you make of last night, Manny? Yeah, I've got no complaints. You know, the attitude was right. You know, it, we saw what we were discussing, you know, pre-game pots. You go out there and you act like you've got some sense. You act like you know who you're playing for, right? And you treat Slavia Prague exactly how you're supposed to treat them, with contempt, right? You step on their necks and you don't let go, yeah? And I liked it. I liked the fact that the heads didn't drop because the goal got disallowed. All right, I like the fact that we went at them, we pressed them, we made them make mistakes. And then when we got the third goal, we relaxed a little bit. We allowed them to, you know, show their teeth, as minuscule as they as they were, and we just did the job on them. That's what I expected in the first leg, and that's why I was so angry because we treated Slavia Prague in the first leg like they deserve to be in this position. Uh, they deserve to be in the same sort of ring with us. No, 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 no. We treated them exactly how we were supposed to treat them in, in the first leg last night. And I've got no complaints, none at all. Uh, Manny, do you think that we're starting to see some of these youngsters now prove your point from weeks ago when you were saying that they were showing up the senior players? These younger players, yeah. they just seem to be getting better and better, bruv, don't they? Well, yeah, I mean... They are in the perfect sort of space to kind of grow because the seniors aren't doing what they're supposed to do. You know, I don't even see Pepe as a senior, to be honest with you. I see him as part of the youngsters, the way he plays football. But really, who they who have they got to compete with? 
Willian, you know, not that much competition. So this is the perfect feeding ground for these youngsters. It's the perfect platform for them to grow. How many, how many youngsters can actually say they've been in the semi-final of the European competition? Not a lot. Right? This is priceless experience for them going forward. So onwards and upwards, man. And I hope we see them for years to come. Yeah, so do I. I'm a huge fan of Martinelli, huge fan of Smith Rowe and a huge fan of Saka. But Tony, I'll bring you in. One player I thought was unplayable last night. Um, I'm going to ask for your thoughts on the game last night. But one player I want you to talk about is Pepe, because for me, I thought he was unplayable. On that left-hand side, he looks the real deal for me. I don't want to see him back on the right. I don't really want to see him anywhere, but on the left-hand side at the moment. And I've been a huge, huge lover of wanting to see Martinelli. And if Pepe plays like that, I think it's going to be hard for Martinelli to get in on the left-hand side. I thought he was sensational last night. What did you make of it, Tone? Mate, like, like every goner, I was absolutely buzzing with the performance. It was um performance from start to finish was an absolutely top-notch European away display. Um, I thought location, attitude, commitment, desire, uh, togetherness, it was all there for us to see. Um, obviously the questions are, why haven't we seen it more often this season? Um, we know we've got an locker, um, and I still, I'll still maintain it. On any given day, we can be anybody, because these players are good enough on their day. Unfortunately, as we found out, uh, Four, five, six, seven seasons now. Uh, over a course of a season, we're not good enough in terms of consistency, um, attitude, mentality. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grounded. You know, it's a great performance. We're into the semi-final. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, overdo it because at the end of the day, it's only one game. We have, we have had still a ropey season. I just want to enjoy the result, enjoy the performance, and hopefully, we can move on to Fulham Sunday, uh, re- reproduce that form. And, and as, as bad as the season it's, it's been for us, you know, we could all finish the season on a high. If we can put a, a run together in the league and finish a few places higher and somehow win the Europa League, then all of a sudden all, all's forgiven this season. But last night is, is, is another sort of typifies Arsenal football at the moment. That on any given day, we can shop and produce a performance. Um, I know, obviously, we've, we've diff their opinions differ, um, differ in regarding Arteta, mate. Um, but, but for me, I think he's used this season as, a, as an experiment. Unfortunately, to the team's um, detriment, but I think he's used it as an experiment to find out who he can and can't trust, who he can and can't rely upon this um, over the sort of duration of, he, of his tenure at the club. Um, and I think slowly but surely, he's now starting to realise that there's a number of players there that will continue to let down. And at the end of the day, they continue to let him down. Ultimately, he's going to lose his job. Uh, and as we've seen with certain players, you know, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but the likes of Enketia, Willian, you know, they've seen since Christmas, they've seemed to be getting the Senate's minutes. Um, and I know, obviously, those players weren't necessarily first in players all the time, but I think he's starting to realise who he can and can't trust. And certainly in, in terms of the youngsters, we've got the Howland Academy in Smith Rowe, Saka, um, throwing a few one or two of the youngsters. You know, we have got a very, very good core. And all the ingredients to potentially move this club forward. What we've now got to do is, is use the summer to finally rebuild properly, a few more players out, a few more players in, and really put Arteta's stamp on the team. And hopefully, hopefully, um, we can finish the season on a high and, and, and go into the summer next season on a real, real high. I think you're spot on about finishing the season on a high. Your Wi-Fi is not great, uh, Tone, but we did get majority of what you said. I think when you look at finishing the season on a high, the FA Cup last season was Don't superb. Take the piss, I've got a starter. <laughs> do, you know what? do you know what the funniest thing is? Kenny Ken's Wi-Fi is the best out of all of us. I never thought I'd ever say that. Let's, let's, be, let's be honest with you. I never thought I was ever going to be saying that, but there we go. Uh, uh, Manny, I'm going to come to you. I know you've got to shoot off in a few minutes, mate. So I want to come to you. Uh, Tone talks about finishing the season on a high. Now, I look at the Europa League as a massive high if we can win that competition. We want Champions League football. If the manager allows us to get that and secures us Champions League football, then it's job done for him. Manny, can we win this competition? And if we do, then what happens with Arteta? Probably give him be given the time that he needs. He would have done something that no other Arsenal manager has done. So why would you get rid of him for that? You know, so it's a big ask. 
because he's dealing with a group of players, youngsters not included, you know, because apparently when you're a certain age, you're not allowed to vocalize your opinion and you're not allowed to do certain things, you know. Hence why I had to remind, you know, the, the fan base, you know, I am 31 years old. So age really doesn't matter when it comes to this team here. It doesn't matter. As far as I'm concerned, everybody's on the same level playing field. Can you really tell the difference between a Saka and a William? You can't. Except the numbers, outperforming him by miles, right? So this is what you've got to deal with. So this is what Arteta's got to drill into them. They are good enough to go there and win. They are good enough to be Villarreal, right? And it had to be Villarreal, didn't it? Can they do it? Of course they can, but it's whether they believe they can do it. It's whether Arteta can actually pick a team that goes out there and does the job. We have to believe that they can. I do, well, to some extent. I have to, parts though. We have to. That's all we've. This is all we've got. It's all we've got. But it's not about getting back into the Champions League just to make up the numbers. I don't want to be that team. If we're gonna be in the Champions League, be in the Champions League because you actually want to win it. Because you're building the team to win it, not just because it brings us a little bit of money and may get us a few shiny signings. I don't want to be in the Champions League. For that. If you're gonna win the Europa League and do it the proper way, like you said last season, parts. You want to get into the Europa League by winning the FA Cup, right? Something shiny and something to go look at your season and go, you know what? We've been terrible in the league, but at least we've got something to look back at. That's yep. how I want to get in the Champions League. I want to get in the Champions League to actually compete and I'll get whooped 8 2. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, man. That's the... Yeah, man. So, what happens just lastly before you go, Manny? What happens with the league situation this season? And do we use it as a chance to see some youngsters? Do we try and use the the senior players to just do whatever, mm. give them a run? Like, how how does Arteta play this one? Like Kenny said, man, like a dress rehearsal. You get them ready for the team that they're going to play against. You give the kind of you start in eleven. You give them a few minutes here and there. You rest the others. But you really, you get them ready. You get them. This is what I want you to play like in the next game. That's exactly how we did it against Sheffield United. We suffocated them, right? We treated them with complete contempt and disrespect. And that's how we played against Lavia Prague. So if he's going to use the league to do anything, get them ready to play a Villarreal. Get them ready for the type of football that you expect from them. The high press, being aggressive, taking on players, going on the outside, doing a lot of the things that some of these players don't do. Get them doing the uncomfortable in the Premier League and get them ready for the Europa League. That's how we should treat the league at this point because we've been terrible. So at least lose it for something. Use it for something. Win us the fucking Europa League. Bro, short but sweet as ever. Manny, I'm going to let you get out of here because I know you're busy and you've got stuff to do. Pleasure always speaking to you, man. And you take care, bro. Pleasure as always, man. You guys take care. Have a great show, man. Up the Arsenal. Take it easy, Manny. Kenny, let's come back to you, bro. Um... So, the league is back. The Europa mm. League is back in a couple of weeks. We've got Unai Emery. How do we best prepare in the next couple of weeks for this game, Ken? Do we start to switch it round? Do we rotate? Or do we try and get some momentum with a, a starting eleven that Arteta can trust moving forward? Look, as I said um, uh, earlier in the thing, all, every, every place is up for grabs. No one has shined this season. You know, you don't, you can't have um, a standout player when you when you've lost twelve games this season and you're flirting between eleventh and ninth. So, as far as I'm concerned, what we from what we've seen this season, whenever a player's got injured, a player has stepped in invariably and some, you know, put in some good performances. Remember when Pepe was left out, he came back, played well against Wolves. Lacazette is coming for a bad man. He's played well. Smith Rowe has been a fine this season. So, and you know, you, players like Rob Holden as well. Every place is up for grabs in terms of like if the if you know if the Europa League's the be all and end all everything which everyone agrees with then I don't see any situations where you should be any let up you know in the league you know we don't oh I've got a good mate of mine who's Fulham he's like a brother to me but sorry Fulham got themselves into the position because they defended badly and they haven't scored enough goals we don't we're not going to give them any gifts this Sunday. We're not going to give them, when we play Newcastle, we're not going to give them any gifts. We're not going to give West Brom any gifts. Every game's important because you know what's what's happening now is that it's very well-intentioned. Everyone says, oh yeah, let's just concentrate on Europa. But you know what the situation is. We start losing games with Fulham, then what's happening is you take it into the next game in Europa. You know, you, you have a really terrible performance and you take, 
and then all of a sudden you're expected to reach that level. Look what happened. And it's Hillcourt. all about building. It's all about building confidence and momentum. Yeah. And this is this is where I said if we can finish the season on a real strong, you know, um, mm. strong back end of the season in terms of miraculously finishing sixth in the league and you know getting to the final of the Europa League and hopefully win. It just gives us those foundations mm. and those platforms to really kick on in the summer and at the beginning of next season. Because you know this is a process and this is a project. We've seen we've seen a lot of the bumps in the road. We've had a lot of bumps in the road. Some of us don't like it. Some of us are, you know, hoping that uh, long term is going to pay off for us, but. There's no reason why we can't finish this season strongly, which will then just give us such a such a platform to kick on in the summer. We've already got rid of the deadwood, a lot of the deadwood mm. in, in January. It gives us a, a platform to really kick on from the opening day. As soon as that transfer mm. window opens, if we are to believe what Arteta and Edu says, they've got their plan in place and they've got to implement it and implement it early. Let's get underway. Let's get in early. Let's finish the season strongly. And hopefully, come the start of next season, that our the whole team class outlook will look completely different to what it has done for the last six, you know, to nine I, months, whatever it is. Well, I, I hope so, Tom. But I think the problem is, is that we've, in terms of this season, if we were to look at this season, God forbid it finishes like this. We've got to ask yourself, as much as, obviously, clearly from, you know, like, you know, you want to give Mikel more time, you think that he's, he, he may be onto something. My biggest worry is, and reason why I've, I've asked for Mikel to be replaced because I still see I still f- f- see the league as you know the sort of evidence of how the team's progressing. And I'm, my biggest my biggest worry with Mikel is that the way he picks his teams, the way he changes formation and changes personnel, is like he's a he's a cup manager. Now, if that if that's what I think he's going to be, then I do I do have a concerns. Are we a cup team? Do you, are we do you think that could be the team? Do you think that What's could that be because he doesn't trust certain players or, or doesn't think that certain players are good enough? So at the moment, at his early stage, he's looking at mm. his experimenting, being a cup team, and hopefully as as things progress and he brings his own... Listen, I'm, he's got his own faults and flaws. There's no denying that Arteta, mm. as much as I like him and want him to succeed, I know he's got his faults and flaws and he, he's proven that this season. My only problem is put, sticking all the blame on him is we've had these problems now for five, six, seven seasons with certain mm. players. A lot of them have been here under three managers. Mm. They can't be trusted. We can't keep changing the manager. You know, look at look at Ed, uh, Unai Emery. I think he was he was on a hiding to nothing, replacing replacing Arsene Wenger. He was always on a hiding to nothing. Similar to the situation mm. David Moyes at Man United Ferguson. He was always, mm. whoever came in after was always on a like, hiding to nothing. Now, he was a European pedigree manager that had proper mm. experience. He'd won trophies wherever he'd been. Now, he wasn't an elite manager, but he was, under, he was in mm. that next bracket. Now, he wasn't given a chance. And let's be honest, he was thrown under the bus by a lot of players. And it ain't no different this season to certain other players. Yes, the managers have got their fault and force, but the players have also got to be accountable. Now, we see yeah. last night them turn up and deliver. Now, the thing is, they're all good enough to do it on their day. They've got some finding consistency and the right mentality and leadership to take this now over a course of a season. We can't keep... But as much as I hated Wenger at the end, I didn't blame it all on him because the players have still got to take some sort of responsibility. Mm. We can't keep making excuses for these players. You know... There's a, there's a lot of players that have stepped up to the plate this year, but our experienced, you know, so-called leaders haven't done this year. It's not all Arteta's fault. You know, they're collectively, they've got they've all got to take their share of the blame. But yeah, and definitely, and you've got a good point there. It's not all his fault. But my biggest bugbear with Arteta is not so much is not it's not just his results, it's his methods as well. Because I fully accept he, that further down the line, he wants to. You know, developers start a play. You know that he feels is going to take us forward. Respect to that. But the first trick as a manager is you look at what you have and you play. You play to the strips and get the players doing what they're good at, and then that that translates in results. Because we've seen that with West Ham is that there's a lot of things that West Ham can't do well. But you look at someone like Chocek, you know that invariably Socek's strengths is for him to get in the box. And, and do kind of a Brian Robson type of thing, get goals. We know that Creswell defensively ain't the best, so, but we make sure we play Creswell's strengths, that he's, he's going playing in that kind of advanced left-back position where he's on the attack. And I think that's one of my big bugbears, is that David Moyes has recognised that let's just get these guys winning, let's get them doing what they're good at. And same with Chelsea, too short Chelsea, the same thing, I need to results today. And that's a, that, that is my biggest bugbear of Arteta, is that He's bought into. Could you could you also think that you know when you, 
when you look at the West Ham players, they're, they're a bunch of players who have got no real expectation. They're just an honest bunch. Now, we've mm. got some talented people, you know. I always I always use Granit Xhaka as, as, as a player that typifies Arsenal Football Club. On his day, he's a very good player. And there's no denying. But then he had three or four good games, then three or four bad games. And then he has a, a complete, like, you know, uh, a brain fart moment. And he, he sort of mm. sums up Arsenal as a team because on any given day, he can be exceptional. But you don't know what, what Granite Shack is going to turn up. You don't know what Arsenal's going to turn up from one week yeah, to another. Listen. And that's where I'm saying that we've got, we got to find some sort of level of consistency. Now listen, this sort of managers, if they, if they come on, on the market today, I would take over Arteta. And I'm not, as much mm. as I like Arteta and want him to succeed, I understand, you know, he's an inexperienced manager and he's going to make mistakes and we're going to have bumps in the road. I just think that we're in a period where I think we need to be careful because we're not going to be back like a Man City or a Chelsea. We, we can't just try no. and change the managers and invest heavily. So we need to be careful. Now, I totally get that. You know, I've, I've spoken to you many times about Arteta. Mm. You know, I don't always agree with you regarding your opinions on Arteta, but the one thing I have respected you for is your consistency. You've always been constant in your Arteta, mm. um, you know, in, in your uh, Arteta criticism. And I respect that. I don't, like I said, I don't always agree with some of the stuff. Because you've been consistent, I agree with it, and I and I get any any person that makes valid points, fair play. You know, at the end of the day, we all, we're all striving to to to, to get to the end goal of Arsenal Football Club. It's just we all, we've all got different of opinions how we're going to get there, which route to take to get to the end goal. Uh, at the end of the day, who's to say who's running wrong? Because at the moment, none of us are right. We're all we're all in this position together. Well, not, we're all not, together. Not, I'm not, just. It's just about like in terms of like the methods and how we want it to go forward. But I think the the thing is is that as a as an Arsenal fan, I want the situation. I respect that you know he has his preferred style of play, and I definitely accept that. But my biggest beef with him is that he should have done. He should have evolved like that. He's trying to do it all at once, and he, he, he and that was the problem because when you try to do it all at once. Invariably, you're going to have a situation where you went, "Oh no, these players can't do it." And go, and so you're getting them to do things that they're not good at. And then what will happen is that you, ch- because you're trying to do it, you start chopping and changing. Like we go from a back, back three and win backs. It works. Teams work us out. Then we got to go back. And I think a lot of that is to do with the personnel and the fact and their attitude, definitely. But I think that in terms of that, I still think that whatever happens, play a lot of footballers are not like you know the, the footballers that you know we counted about twenty years ago where they got it up there. Some these modern players are thick as shit. Excuse me, French. They need something simpler. They need simpler instructions. And I just get the feeling that when I watch us play, it's it's like he's trying to get them to do something. They don't do it. If they don't do it, he gets someone else. And I think, hang on here, you, you're playing Russian roulette results. My beef for Arteta is nothing to do with him as a person. It's footballing reasons. It's always yeah, been his man. methods. His methods. Obviously, you know for well, Tony, the first conversation you had, why, how comes you're not backing Arteta as a seven? And I, the reason why I didn't back him is because I had I had ideas of, right, right, we've got the experienced coach. And I thought, right, Allegri, maybe um, someone like um, Spirit of Santo of Wolves. That was the thing. And when I heard it was him, went, oh. Listen, Allegri, Allegri was my first yeah. choice after Wenger. He was yeah. first choice after Emery. And if Arteta goes, he'd be my first choice again. Yeah, the problem is, yeah. again, as good as other managers are uh, as he is, has he got the personnel to work with, or would would the same players throw him under the bus? Because equally, we wouldn't have them. I mean, we we've, we've spent money. Let's let's you know make uh, no bones about it. We have spent money, but we're not in the in the bracket of spending like Chelsea, Man City. So I think we just need to be but, careful. But are we, Tom? We don't chop them. Tom, but the thing is, right? You look at our front three. Our front three is what you know, like Pepe seventy two million, Lacazette 50, 50 million, yeah. and Bamiyang was at sixty million. So if you look at that front three, we're talking, we're talking about nearly times your bags in terms of things. So we have spent. Mm. All right, I think what we're saying, we spent on bad. They've been recruiting poor on a whole over the last decade. Yeah, yeah. and I think in terms of and in terms of like a Bamiyang salary, he's getting three hundred fifty thousand, just like Ozil. So we're in terms of player salaries, we pay higher than the eight. Club that plays probably higher is probably Man United, and that's for Pogba. But we pay higher than City, we pay higher than Chelsea. I think my biggest beef for the Cronkies because I know, like, you know, we, you know, Ru, you know, Russ, you're hoggy, you know, he ain't over the Cronkies. My biggest beef is never so much as what they're spending. It's I look at Chelsea when Abramovich first went to the club. He spent massive money on getting the best people behind the scenes, and he got and he got a training grant, and he made sure he got the best lungs. 
youngsters. So what's happened? Their youngsters fund their fund the team because i.e. they go out in London, they sell it for big bucks. The same Man City did the same process. That's my biggest beef with Fronky. Is that he's got he hasn't got the right people behind the scenes, and I don't think that we can ever ever succeed unless we have unless we have have basically the right training ground, the right you know directors of football, whatever you like, like people like Grand Sites, Chelsea, or people like Bruce Bukurisstan at Man City. If we can get it right off the pitch properly and get the best people and try and get the best. All right, I know everyone talks about how. Was it, you know, Haaland, brilliant, brilliant. But I still think that Chelsea still get the best youngsters, and I want us to sort of bridge that gap in getting those youngsters. And I think if we can get those disciplines right on the pitch, we'd be brilliant because I think whoever's in charge, whether it's Mikel or, or top manager, we give them, we can give them, you know, basically a genuine chance of competing. But we can't give them a genuine chance of competing if that thing off the field is not done properly. All those I can. I'll spot on. I spot on them regarding each, obviously from the very top, the ownership all the way down. There is obviously, um, you know, there is a level that you know from the ownership down to the the, the playing staff. Um, we have got to improve, but I do look at it and, and, and listen. As much as I like Arteta, I am of a footballing opinion. I want Arsenal to, uh, to succeed. So who that is at the helm, I want us to succeed. But I do look at it from from a point of view that. When you look at the basis and the core of the squad we've got, for as much as we criticise them, it's not actually that bad. I still think no, that it I, needs a lot I've of work to get into the top four. I still think I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. And that's the and, thing. And, 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 I, and I do, and I, can, I can understand people criticising Arteta. Um, but when you look at the, the, the level of experience a lot of our players are going to uh, gain this year, you know, I'm talking the, the Sackers, the Smith Rose, the Tierney, mm. you know, the Gabriel, who's only young. You know, I do like Mario. I know he's not a young kid, but he's, a, you know, he's now obviously gained more experience. We've got a basis to now really kick on. We got rid of the click in January, and I think they were a really disruptive bunch. I think they you still got a, a click lot of now, but you still got you still, you still got a new click though, because in no, terms no, you, of like, you're always going to get you're always going to get clicks. No, 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 no but, yeah, but I think the, rem, the click rem, we had rem, last the, year what was, the captain, was rotten. What, what, what about the captain though? He's left the captain out of the Northland derby for being late. So if you piss off a Bamian, and he was justified. Even though it's justified, he's still got a situation where, you know, you know, it's like you know, in football. You obviously you you're yeah, being yeah. around football. No, you, I, I, you know, I, I yeah, totally yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the, yeah, but a dog don't wag the tail. The dog doesn't wag its tail on football, especially managers. The, the tail wags a dog. So I, I do have. I'm not. I'm backing our in terms of how he treats like a, a Batman because I've never I've never been a fan of how he's been playing this season. But what I'm trying to say is that you're talking about the bad eggs, but. If you piss off a Bammy, you piss off Lacazette, and you piss off all, all of these mates. So potentially, we still got that I, issue. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure you do, Ken. Ken, I'm not sure you do, mate. Mm. Because when you look at uh, and listen, we know um, what Lacazette's strengths and weaknesses are. We know as a, as a player, he's a decent player. You know, he links mm. up play, scores a few goals. It's more at the crucial. You know, when he when he needs to be ruthless or, or clinical, mm. that's that's what lets him down. Now, when people say about him. I, I, as close as he is to Aubameyang, honestly, mate, when Aubameyang's not in the team, like he said, he's a much better person, he's a better leader, because he's... Agreed. changed. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what, Tone? I'm not laughing at what you're saying. The reason why I'm laughing, Tone, is because actually, you know, you, I've been saying the same thing to my brother about that Aubameyang, Lacazette, is, um, holds back, is held back by Aubameyang. Well, they can't play together, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Aubameyang and Lacazette have never been able to play together, in my opinion. And when Omar Emery started to do it in the Europa League, we started to see it a little bit in a couple of seasons ago against Valencia. And there was a couple of games against Newcastle in the league. And I thought, actually, they're starting to play a bit better. When we had the three at the back and we had them two with Ozil or Ramsey behind them, I thought, actually, this is looking good. Since then, when we play four at the back, it's never been able to work. One of them gets forced wide and it don't work. It's normally Aubameyang who then gets out of the game. Now, I know he scored goals from there and he's... I think he's actually scored more goals but on the left than play. he has he's in the front. Great. Yeah. And this is the problem we've got. So they definitely need to be out. Guys, we have got to move on. But one thing I want to get from both of you is Europa League, before we move on to Fulham, Kenny, we'll start with you. Can we go all the way and win it? Um, and first of all, without looking too far ahead, we've got to beat Unai Emery's Villarreal, mate. So what's your thoughts? Look, I look at it this way, right? Only good teams get this semi-final. And basically, we've got a, we got a 25% of winning it and we've got a 50% chance of getting in the final. That's the best you're getting out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You've got to ask Tony what he thinks because that's all you're getting out of me. Huh? 
these guys have burnt me too much for me to, you know, look too far ahead. Fucking hell. Well, you, listen, you, you know, it's the way it is. You can't trust this team. Go on, Tone. He only asked for a yes or no. I know. I couldn't <laughs> give him a yes or no because I, yeah, I was going to allow you to do that. <laughs> listen, Go on, Tone. He, he, he's, he, he's, he's a tale of, he's a tale of which Arsenal. If, if the Arsenal turn up, we can go all the way and win and lift this trophy. Similar to the run we had in the FA Cup the year before. But if the team turn up at like a Baku, with you know the arrogance, you know there's no work rate, desire, commitment, and we won't win it. And for me, we can win it, but it all depends on which Arsenal turn up. Which Arsenal turn up? If they apply themselves in the right way, if they if they you know commitment, desire, all, everything you need in a winning team, of course we can win it. Man United ain't as good as people think they are. Rome ain't as good as people think they are. The Villarreal ain't as good as, as, as you know. This ain't a tricky tie, but it all depends on which Arsenal turn up. And unfortunately, that is an answer none of us can, uh, or a question none of us can answer. Yeah, and I think you're spot on. I think there is a time where I have not trusted this team, and they've let me because they've let me down. And there's times where we have picked it up big games. And I said earlier on that I think that we could probably win this competition because we've proven, like last season, that we can beat big teams on their day. We beat Man City and Chelsea. You, let's face it, are better than anyone in left in this competition, in my opinion. Um, even back then, so of course we can on our day. We can't show consistency. The league, forget it. We can't put a run of five games together. We just can't do it. But we can win big off one-off games. And that's why I think we have a slight chance. Um, We're going to take a very quick ad break and then we're going to introduce you to our Fulham fan. West Cork Beard Company. Make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie. The Premier League is back at the weekend and we have got Fulham and joining us back on the same old Arsenal team talk is Emilio from Cottage Talk, our Fulham fan. Emilio, how are you doing, mate? Hello, Dan. Hello, mate. Hello. Nice to be back on. Thanks for inviting me. Um... Yeah, just <laughs> hi Ken, hi Tone. Um, How you doing, mate? Hey, yeah. Let's keep get let's keep pulling up this year. Do us a favour, play a reserve team on Sunday. We no, might no, way, no way. Sorry, you 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 got yourself in this position. Yeah. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to play yeah. out your skills to thrash us. You're right. You're right. Well, I was just listening to your debate offline. You know, it's um, you know, a lot of synergies between Arteta and Park in terms of you know, you know, they're young, they're, they're unproven. You know, obviously, I was, I was going to say, you, you can have Mitrovic, you will have Obama, and give, you know, we'll swap six games, <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I yeah. think last time we spoke, I was, I was, uh, I've got to be honest, actually, I think overall this season, apart from probably Leeds, I have the utmost respect for Fulham because you've come mm. up with, let's face it, a championship side and you've given it a right go. And I predicted mm. on the first show of the season when we played yeah. you, um, Emilio, I predicted that you'd come 18th in the league. And I stand yeah. by that and I still think you yeah. will unfortunately go down. But I'd love to see you stay up because the fight yeah. that Parker mm. and the team have shown is fantastic. So I want to start with that. You've, you've compared Scott Parker to Mikel Arteta. You're clearly a fan, I can tell. You're backing him. And you think that he's got the ability to to kind of take you forward and stay mm-hmm. it. So, sum up your season and, and how you've kind of showed that fight. Because I think it's been really great to watch, I must admit. Yeah, exactly. And I remember doing the show just before the first game of the season. And we did have a championship squad. You know, you know, I predicted, you know, that we'd maybe finish 17. I think I knew it was going to be a long, hard winter. That was, that was inevitable. Um, I always knew we didn't have enough goals in this team. Obviously, the focus has been very much on defence, and I think we've overlooked the, the need to get some goals, and that's clearly shown. You know, we, we strengthened in the back, and um, we didn't didn't invest any money up front, and that's why we're struggling. Nine home goals in seventeen games. That tells a sorry story. Half a goal a game. Man United scored nine against Southampton in one game. That's matched our entire tally of seventeen games. So just just puts into perspective. But you know, I, I thought you guys you, you guys are surprised. I actually had time high. high aspirations for us. I remember saying, I think you could get sneak into the top four, I recall, and now you guys are having a fairly average season yourself. So obviously, listening to your debate, um, it's it's refreshing because it's you know, we've all got our woes, you know, all our clubs have all got woes. And I think this Premier League, I don't think is probably the weakest in many seasons, to be honest. And that's, that's a frustration. I actually thought the run that we started generating from December up till the Man City game a month or so ago, we were, we were competing. We were playing good football. We had a steady back four. Back five, we obviously there were some tactical changes, and you know, we were hard to beat. 
but suddenly the wheels have turned the last three or four games and you know we're we're looking destined to go down but whilst there's still enough games and points available I'm going to stay optimistic but it's been a it's been a difficult season first half half dozen games we didn't really compete we're conceding for fun then the owner started investing a bit of money a bit late in the day but those defensive reinforce, reinforcements made a change and that's Scott Parker's philosophy playing from the back keeping possession don't give the ball away cheaply. And, and, you know, we haven't been battered in many games. Let's be, let's be clear. We've, we, other than those first four or five games at the beginning, we've been in most games. But the problem is we're not, we're not, we haven't got enough quality midfield to break a defence, unlock a defence, and uh, we're not scoring enough goals. If we had an Obama Yang or someone of you know better quality than what we have at the moment, then we would have had enough goals. We would have converted those draws into wins. And that's, that's the difference. When we were on top for three months, a lot of those games that we drew, we should have won. If we'd got a couple more wins yeah. there, we'd, we'd be right up it, up with Newcastle, who I don't think are particularly good, but they've got you know a, a Callum Wilson who's who's more clinical in front of goal than what we've got. Burnley, you know, Chris Wood, not a top striker, but he's got enough more goals, and that that might be the difference. So it's it's been a disappointing season, but we are where we are. You know, I, I'm not complaining because it's I, I expected us to struggle, and we've still got a bit of hope, but it's it's going to be a tough challenge the next six games. It really will. I must admit, everybody I was speaking to at the yeah. start of the season, Emilio, without no disrespect mm-hmm. to Fulham at all, all was saying, oh, they'll be the whipping boys. It could mm-hmm. be like Dar- the Derby a few, like 10 yeah. years ago when they got it. And I never saw that. And the reason I didn't see that, saw that, see that is because I watched you in the championship for the last few games, Boone, you made that miraculous run towards mm. the playoffs and then got yourself through it. And I thought Scott Parker's got something here. He's getting something out of these players. These players are playing for him. And I've yeah. seen that throughout this season, if I'm honest. You've had a real yeah. kind of bad luck at the last uh, few games that I've watched you. And it's been like, oh, do you know what? You give a right fight there and they've got a last go on the last yeah. minute. Or, yeah. you know, the Wolves game, for example, I thought, oh, Traore. I thought, oh, really? Like, that's just not what they needed at all. And yeah. I felt a bit sorry for you in a way. Um, so... I've been quite impressed. Ken, I'm going to bring you in on the Fulham situation because I know that you've been speaking to somebody about it. What do you make of Fulham uh, this season, mate? Well, it's the same thing that Emilio said about the lack of goals and, you know, they're not getting back to things. But I think one of the things that I like, when Fulham first, you know, started, especially when they play against us, one of the things that I noticed, your two-week links, you know, like, when you know that guy Hector, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, well, what, you know, one of the things, the thing that used to make me laugh, right, he's the only person, right, who'll play a high line, play the high line, but play everyone play everyone on sides. Yeah. And yeah. He, he's the sort of person, right, he'll go up for a corner, but he hasn't got the, he, he's too knackered yeah. to get back, get back. And I said, yeah. I was watching the Leeds game, like the goals you conceded. Hector, and another thing as well, you had um, that Brian who scored our two yeah. goals against Brentford as well at left yeah. back. And I think what Parker's done is that he's changed it a bit. He's got better, he's got a kind of a better defence. And he's also, who's that, who's that guy? Is it Anderson? You know, Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, he's been yeah, awesome. He's, he's good. Been, he's, he's, good. Good. he's been awesome for you as well. And also, he's um, got um, Robinson, you know, the American international as well. He's yeah, he's potentially good. good. So your results improved. But the problem, where, the problem is, is that you've got. Um, you're not getting goals. You're not getting goals up front. You're not goals from midfield, and that that is yeah. a, that is one of the that is one of the big problems. Is that exactly exactly? And that's why that's why Wolves, despite the has as well as you played, were always going to be dangerous on the counter attack, and yeah. that's why they, they nicked at the end. And I think that's a problem with Fulham. It's your goal scorers, Mitrovic. I'm sorry to say it, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but he ain't a pre, he ain't Premiership quality. No, he's, he's up and down, isn't he? And I think. Problem for me is, you know, you look on paper, on the, you know, that that squad should be good enough to stay in this division. You know, okay, those, those first few games when we played during the mm. first game of the season, we were dire. You know, we had mm. championship players coming into the Premier League, and quite clearly they're out their depth. Some of them are the same players from two seasons before. Again, they found out, and you know, the you know, Scott Parker can only play with the the, the players. You know, you know, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you, but Loftus Cheek, I don't think Loftus Cheek's done enough for me. What's, in yeah, terms of, I was expecting a lot for him in terms yeah. of like. You know, being that guy who can, you know, come from the midfield and, you know, get a few goals here and there. I think he's played he's a massive he's been, let down. He's massive. been okay, but he hasn't he hasn't affected the penalty area. No, That's why I no, think you you're no. gonna struggle. You know, you look on paper, Lookman, you know, okay, you know, not young talent, quick, far he's got a few goals, but I think his return overall needs to be better. And then you could argue why have Leipzig and Everton let them both go. I'm starting to see that since Christmas he's not the player he was before. Loftus cheek. He did well at Crystal Palace under Roy Hodgson. Why is he struggling under Parker? This is a good player. You know, on his day, he could be a strong player, but one goal and one assist, that tells a sorry story. And these are big players who, on paper, when we signed them at the beginning of the season, I was actually optimistic. And Loftus-Cheek, great signing, 
proven talent, England international. Yes, he's carrying an injury from from the season before last, but you know, you're not a bad player overnight. So something's not quite right at the balance of the team. And Parker's trying to play his philosophy. He's trying to play the ball from the back. And, you know, we're, com- we're reasonably comfortable playing the b- football, but there's no kind of, it's always sideways, sideways, sideways. Even last season with the championship squad, we didn't set the world alight. It was sideways, sideways, go one nil up, lock the, you know, tighten up, close the game down and try to, and try to straight a one nil win. And he's trying to do that in the Premier League. And the last few games, it's been a bit disappointed. Maybe he hasn't taken a few more risks. You know, to, uh, that's why on Sunday, nothing to lose. We're six points off away from safety. Give it a go. I'd rather you give it a go and lose rather than trying to play for a draw, which is not enough, and then get a sucker punch like we did against Wolves. Last Saturday, Friday, we didn't deserve three points. We didn't do enough to, to – we didn't really want that game enough against Wolves. And when they got that goal, you know what? It was like, that's, that's what you get, Scott Parker. You're too defensive most of the game. You changed it a bit too late. By that time, you, you know, go, go for it. Go, 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 go gung-ho. Go win the game. I'd rather you fight and try to win the game rather than defend, make some tactical change later on, and then you get a sucker punch like we did. Now, that could hurt us, that defeat in the injury time. I admit it was only a point that we lost, but it's we should have gone out there and we're trying to get those three points, which we needed, and overtake a Newcastle. And that might have put a different perspective on Newcastle going into their game against Burnley. You know, they might, they might have had to take a different approach. You know, and actually, now they're third from bottom. But now they've won away to Burnley and they've pushed on. And so it's... It's looking difficult, but it's not over till it's over. I'm still, you know, I'm still giving the, giving it a go. And Scott Parker's yeah. got to change tactics on on Sunday. Yeah, you can't give up, mate. You've got to keep going, no, Tony. No. I'll, Tony, I'll bring you in. Obviously, what do you make of Fulham and Scott Parker this season? And second of all, what do you make of the game on Sunday uh, against Arsenal? Yeah, I quite like Fulham, mate, if I'm honest. Always have done, always. Uh, I think it's because it's great away, though. But um, <laughs> in terms of the football team, um, I think they've got a few characters in their team that are real honest characters. Um, they've got a few hard-working players. They just they just lack that bit of quality. Um, they've been unlucky in a few games with certain decisions, um, a few individual areas of cost and points. And then just, yeah, you know, in the attacking third, they just lack a bit of quality. Um, so I think they've got a few, few real honest lads, hardworking lads, but similar to Scott Parker. Um, unfortunately, he can he can only obviously uh, play with a handy dealt. Um, I think there's a few players that it's not good enough, uh, or, or haven't delivered. You know, um, in terms of quality goals, I mean, not just cheeking that. I'm not. Um, I don't think he's particularly great. He, he, you can sort of tell type of player. The amount of moves and, and loan moves that they have, and they keep plodding around. They they keep getting, you know, transfers here and there. And you think, right, it's never a perfect fit for them. But then they fail there, and then they move on another. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they're a half decent side. Got a lot of honest characters, a lot of hard working characters. But just, you know, in the final third, they just lack that quality to, to sort of win games. You know, wide cup position, they just can't seem to capitalise. And and unfortunately, I, I do think they're going to go down because of their lack of goals. Um, but it's not for a lack of effort or or, mm. or, or, or trying. Um, like I say, there's there's a number of players in there. I think that are real wise, hardworking lads for the club and and give their all. But yeah, unfortunately, I just think that that they lack in the final third to ultimately where it matters most. Mm. Fair play, um, Amelia. I've got to ask you this. Um, you said straight away Scott Parker and Mikel Arteta are fairly similar. Remind you of each other, both learning on the trade. Who would you rather have as the manager of Fulham? <laughs> good, good question. Um, I th- if anything, I'd probably say Scott Parker prefers it. The only reason why I say that because you've got consistency there. You know he's tr- he's got a philosophy. I'm not sure what Ars- Arteta's philosophy is for Arsenal. Scott Parker's very clear. You know when I when I met him about a couple of years ago, I had a good good long chat with him in at the cottage, and he, this was his philosophy: playing from the back holding ball, playing football like a purist. And unfortunately, he hasn't got the players to be able to play to that system. And that, that's the reason why we are where we are. But to be honest, if I looked at the two, what is, what's Arteta's philosophy? I, I still, I'm still struggling to find you. Playing up and down, you can... You can and I think... I love it. I'm just laughing. It's for ages and nobody can tell me. And yeah, Tony's... And that's the reason why I'd rather... I mean, I'd do 6-0 on Sunday and get relegated. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have many, Emilio, we have many Arteta rings. We have many Arteta routes. This, 50, this is Arsenal Football Club. This is what we do as a fan yeah. base. We can never unite. But it's an interesting question. The reason I ask this is because I thought you might have said straight away, oh, Arteta, he's won an FA Cup, because that's what Arsenal fans say. Me and Kenny are a little bit more of not really sure yet. I'm not really, see, not really sure I like mm. what I'm seeing. I can't see a style of play, can't see a philosophy. And you've basically just <laughs> answered what, I'm, what I've been saying all season. So... Big up to you for that, Emilio. Big up yeah, to even you. Even though I'm not Scott, Barker. Scott Barker's biggest fan. I wasn't his biggest fan when he got the job, but you know, we can't keep sacking managers. I think both clubs are the same. I think you guys have not had a tradition of sacking managers. Neither of you know we have in the past, but we can't keep doing that. We've learned from our mistakes. Give the guy a chance. You know, I don't always admire the football he's he's playing, but I like to see purest football. If he's got better quality players around him, to your point, Don, if we had a, I think we're missing Tom Kearney. I know he's not always the most consistent Premier League player, right. but what he's got, he's got a brain. He's got, he's got, he's got. He can, he can pass the ball when he needs to. Pass rates ninety or percent, isn't yeah, it? It's fantastic. We're missing that. Loftus Cheek has got a bit more freedom since Tom Kenny's picked up an injury. He hasn't, he hasn't thrived, to be honest. No, he's, there's some games where he's actually made a difference. But to your point, Ken, you know, you're judged on goals and assists, and he's done neither of that. And that, that's the reason why we are, we are where we are. We're not creating enough quality chances. We may not necessarily be burying them, but I don't think we're creating enough clear cut chances. That's a problem, but. That's Scott Parker's philosophy. That's what he wants to play. And I respect him for that. And I think if we go down, you, we can't sack him. We've got to give him a chance, see if he can redeem the situation, get us back up, and then hopefully we'll learn for next time. But there's more fundamental root cause problems, not just Scott Parker's a problem. The problem is actually at the top, the investment of the club, the, the long-term vision of the club. And I think that's where we've been found out in two consecutive seasons in the Premier League, over overspending. And then as a result of that, the consequences of overspending one a couple of years back, you know, we have to go down with the loan signing route. And unfortunately, that's, that's the Emilio, only... isn't, isn't your owners more interested in uh, pretend wrestling these days? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I was having this debate on our show the other on Sunday because we were, we were debating. I think he's, he, he's a nice guy. I interviewed him about three years ago. Decent chap. Honest professional, but obviously you can't juggle three or four different businesses. And I think he if he, has, if he knows what's right for the club and for his father, who's the owner of the club, he will step aside and get someone else who can actually manage the day-to-day affairs of the club. That's what we need. You know, the owner, I want them to say, that, that, you know, he's invested a lot of money in the club. He's an honest, honest bloke. You know, I like him. You know, he's doing the right things for the club and he wants the club to do well. But, you know, father and son need to have an offline conversation in the summer and, and you know, resign from your role, Mr. Khan, and actually allow someone else to to run the reins of the club. But, you know, it's, my worry is we go down. It's when are we going to go straight back up? That's my worry. I think there's going to be... That, a is, a, that is a huge worry. I, I, I can see why that is a huge worry, 100%. Emilio, yeah. talk a lot of sense, very honest, level-headed. I've got to ask you this just before I move to Kenny and Tony. What have you made of Arsenal and Arteta this season? You've said you're not really sure you've seen a style or a philosophy. Going into the game, are you thinking they're so inconsistent we quite take three points? Or do you think actually Arteta's starting to sort of improve us? You have been, yeah, you have been a bit more consistent in the last few games. I've, you know, in a weird way, I'm glad that you actually qualified for the semi-finals of the cup. So that's your focus. So maybe you'll take the eye off the ball in the Premier League on Sunday. But the weird thing is, we play better against the bigger teams. We've gone to Goodison, you know, King Power. We've gone to Anfield and won. So I think hopefully I'd like to see us competing against you. I think we're like we need to go a little bit more assertive and more aggressive and, and take the game at Arsenal. But you know, on your day, you know, I've always as a pure, as a neutral, you know, Arsenal, you know, I love the way they play football, but it's, it's it's a bit too inconsistent. You know, you're not using, you know, what's going on in behind the dressing room. That's a worry for me, as if I was an Arsenal fan. There's a lot of crap going on in the dressing room. I'm not sure he's got the man management skills to deal with that. And I think Scott Parker, I think, is more level headed. I can see the players playing for him. You made a point down earlier. I think you know, Scott Parker's team are playing for him. They may not be good enough to stay in the Premier League, but at least they're giving it their go and all their best. And Arsenal, there's a bit, too many characters there, too many egos, and Arteta's not being able to get the best out of those players and, and maybe not strong enough to deal with those egos. And I think that's, a, that's the issue you've got. You're too inconsistent. I thought you'd do well. I, can see, I thought you'd, you'd sneak into that top four, but you're, you're some way off at the moment. So um, I don't know what the answer is for you. I think you've, you either move on or you give the guy a chance. And hopefully if he wins Europa League, that's another trophy. And I think he's better suited to that European-style game, which is probably why you're seeing him successful in cup competitions rather than over 38 games in a season. I think that's why FA Cup he can win and the Europa League. On a, one, on a one-off game, 
you know, it's a 50-50. Over season, you've got to be consistently good. And that's where I think he's he's struggling a little bit for you. Fair play. Um, I'm probably going to open a can of worms here, but I'm going to do it anyway. We've got five minutes or so left. Kenny, I'm going to come to you first. I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to get Tony to come in as well. You all know what I think. In terms of the philosophy and a style of play, I want to answer this now because I still don't see it. I do see some triangles. I do see some um, forward players and I see some vibrant young energy going forward with some of the youngsters. But I don't think Arteta has a a style of play like, say, Bielsa does or even Sam Allardyce. I know it's not attractive, but he's got a style of play. I'm not sure that Arteta does have that. Kenny, how would you answer that? Well, I totally agree with you. I still, I think there's too much chopping and changing in terms of like his methods and how, how he wants us to play. I think, I think you know, if you speak to Arteta, you know, if I was like me and I spoke to her, he'll, he'll he'll tell me how he want to play. But the first thing you can say is that at the moment the team's not ready to do that. I'm trying to get them to do this, and the problem the, pro- the problem is is that at the moment I'm really confused how we're playing because of the way we we finished last. You know, last year when we won the FA Cup, he started with that style and then he dispensed with it and then he started with another style and then he had, you know, the COVID situation, he's brought the youngsters in. So for me, I haven't seen an identified way of playing football. I'm sure there is one, but the problem is, is that, you know, results are not Mikel's best friends at the moment in terms of the league and, I, and maybe, you know, the, F, the Europa League is going to give you more time in order to, you know, and probably more money if, if you know to actually get the players he feels he needs to you know get his playing mm-hmm. his preferred method of style, but at the moment he's been here eighteen months. I haven't seen a de- definable way of playing football, and that could be because, because what he's done is that he's tried to try and mm-hmm. experiment too much rather than just think you know what let me just let's just play right now football and let's win matches and evolve and you know use these players and abuse them, get rid of them, get my my right players in, then we can start developing how I really want us to do things. Like, and I think that's probably where my grievances and my criticism of the manager is, is a footballing philosophies or a lack of one that I've seen since he's been in charge. Yeah, and I think I've seen some passing out from the back. I've seen some high intensity. I've seen some passing in triangles, but I've only seen glimpses of it. I don't think I can say that I've seen it over across the season. And I don't know if that's because the players aren't capable for it or if it's that Arteta hasn't quite got it right yet or a mixture of both. But what I, I, I think, and I'll come to you with this, Tony, is what, what can you see that is working under Mikel Arteta? Boys, first of all, uh, as much as I like him and, and want to succeed, you know, I can't, I can't um, disagree with any anything what you three have just said. Um, I do like him, and obviously, it looks like he's come in and he, he's first was trying, um, you know, defensively make us a lot stronger, a lot harder to beat. And I think he has done that. We certainly haven't shifted anywhere near as many goals as what we did under Emery and, and obviously towards the end of Ben Gatenia. Um, it has been pretty, we know that. Um, he has made mistakes, he has weak laws. Um, I do think there is a philosophy he wants to play, and I think it's very close to what we witnessed last night. Whether we've across the, the season, the players have let us down, whether our players have been injured, um, but collectively, we, we haven't done it. Um, I do put Arteta in that bracket because at the end of the day, he's our manager, and he has, if he's going to take all the praise, he's also got to take the criticism and vice versa. If you're going to criticise him, you've got to praise him when things go well. But collectively, I think we've, we've been pretty poor this season. I think we've made a lot of mistakes. We've been quite frankly, boring. Uh, we've been pretty average. And I think that's, to a certain extent, I think that's just because he he's trying to, he's trying to make us harder to beat. Um, I'm hoping that the Lindys that we've seen last night and in a few other games is ultimately the end goal for us. You know, back to that that football, that freestyle football. Um, I, I, I said when he came in, he was going to make mistakes, he was going to be bumps in the road, there was going to be bit boring football. We were going to take step back. He's inexperienced. He was going to come into back at some point. And I think that, that that's not helped because I think he's, he's inexperienced. He's then relied upon by the experienced players. And I think ultimately they've let him out. Um, I did give him till Christmas, which was effectively two years he's been in charge. I didn't expect him to set the world alight. I didn't expect him to win the Champions League or the Premier League. But within two years, I did expect to see signs of that's both on and off the pitch. That's both in terms of philosophy, a style of play, um, scoring more goals, conceding. Having you know, having a, an identity again. Um, so at, at Christmas, I will um, 
I will have a look at it again. And, and if I don't think Arteta is the right man, then, then I will say so. But for me, I think there's there's been a, a lot of turnaround. I think getting rid of the dead was, was huge um, in terms of us moving forward. Uh, I'm hoping that in terms of philosophy and identity, we will start seeing it now, especially now these youngsters, Martinelli's all fit again. Um, I'm hoping that we'll see more of these youngsters come through and, uh, you know, the free-flowing football, some attacking play and obviously wonderful goals. Listen, you both make great points and I think, listen, I never wanted Arteta. I didn't want him. I wanted Simeone or Allegri and we were given Emery and then when Emery went, I wanted Ancelotti. He went to Everton and he got Arteta. So I wasn't a huge fan, but I did give him a, t- a chance. I didn't want him out straight away. I started to look at how we were playing. I weren't too sure and I thought he's going to need a bit more time. We won the FA Cup and we went into this season with, he was backed in the summer with the party signing and the Gabriel signing and obviously he got Willian who he clearly wanted and Ceballos back on loan. And I thought, okay, let's, let's see where we're going. And I just didn't see progress in the league the lack of consistency it really frustrated me and I've just not seen enough progress for me to think do you know what we've got it right this guy is going to take us forward but you both make, uh, both make great points um before we do wrap up Emilia I'm going to ask you for a, uh, a, a score prediction mate for the weekend you're going to be optimistic I can feel yeah, it go on mate what do you reckon? have to be you know yeah realistically you know, I'll put you know games away to Arsenal I don't think we've ever been successful we've got a few draws in the in our early reign in the Premier League so it's not an easy ground to go to but we play with a bit more intensity, you know, go out, go at you from the off. And then we may have a chance. You know, I'm hoping that we can sneak a 1-0 win. But the reality is, I think it's, you know, if we get a draw, it's a good draw, but it's not enough. So, Scott Parker, be more attack-minded. Go out there against your defence from the off. And I think we might be able to sneak a 2-1, 1-0 win. But that's me being an optimist because I think we need to win. But well, I'm worried that you guys are in a bit of form now and, you know, and... You know, we might come a bit unstuck, but it's, it's we've got nothing to lose. Go and play with pride. Give it your best shot. Be more assertive, Scott Parker. Less defensive-minded. And who knows? Football's a funny game. We've gone, like I said, we've gone to Anfield, Leicester, Everton, away from home and won. Why can't we go to Arsenal and win as well? So, um, so 2-1 or 1-0 for me. Well, listen, Aston Villa, Wolves and Burnley have been to our ground and done us. So why can't Fulham? <laughs> That's the way I see it. Uh, Tony, let's come to you next, mate. Score prediction. Um, in most games, mate, this season, I've said that the results the most important thing. I actually think the performance on Sunday is, is, is to, to complete the week from Sheffield United till yesterday and another performance against Fulham will just really set us up you know, for a good end of the season. I'm going for 4-0. Uh, I think this, Uh-oh. especially yeah. without being disrespectful, I think Aubameyang, with Aubameyang not playing, it benefits us in terms of the balance and the style of play. I think, like I've mentioned before, Lacazette's game is suited to the youngsters and the youngsters are suited to, to, to Lacazette. I think we'll finish a week on a real high and I think it will set up to to, to have a strong strong end of season finish. Um, so, Emilio, sorry, mate, but yeah, I'm going right, for 4-0 okay. or 4-1. Okay. 4-0 or 4-1. Okay. Fair enough, Tony. Fair enough. Um, very optimistic. Uh, Kenny, come to you, mate. Well, we keep... Well, I've had a corona. We keep... <laughs> <laughs> well, we keep we keep killing seats in the last two games. So, and Fulham can't score. So I'm going for like a two 0 for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Places are up for grabs for Europe. So they're good. They're good. You know, no no one's sure of their place. Well, except for the goalie, he's got no competition. But everyone else, you know, if they want to play in the, against Villarreal, you need to turn mm-hmm. up for Fulham. Mm-hmm. Fair play. Um, I think we're going to get a win. I don't think it's going to be 4-0. I'm going to go for 2-0 as well. Um, but I don't know why I'm thinking a clean sheet because I know we've got one against Slavia Prague and Sheffield United, but we don't normally. So let's see what happens. But I'm <laughs> going to go for 2-0. Um, I do think Fulham will come at us, though. But I don't think it's going to be an easy breeze and a walk over because Fulham need this. They've got to win these games. They've got to get some points from somewhere. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. Uh, but I am going to go for a 2-0 win to the Arsenal. But I expect a little bit of rotation. I don't think everybody from Thursday night is going to, is going to play. Mm. I expect to see a little bit of, uh, of a little bit of rotation. Emilio, thank you so much for coming yeah, back on, mate. You. I really appreciate it. How can people follow you on Twitter and social media, mate? Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back on, mate. Take care. Thanks. So... Can you, how that's... can people follow you? How can people oh, follow sorry. you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Teddy Nello and a college talk. I thought he's going to he's going to jump off here and ghost me. What's going on? <laughs> no, thanks a lot for coming Thank on, man. Top man. Tony, thanks for coming on, bro. How can people follow you, mate? 
Uh, yeah, no, mate, pleasure. It was uh, really enjoyable tonight. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Big T underscore 87. Uh, yeah, um, opinionate. So, uh, yeah, either follow or don't follow, down to you. But, um, no, no, enjoyable coming on tonight, mate. Uh, really enjoyed the pod. Um, hope you boys are all well on it. And, uh, yeah, have a good weekend. Thanks a lot, Tony. Much appreciate you coming on. And my bro, Kenny Ken. Mate, goes without saying, thank you so much. I think we're probably going to have to get you on again and uh, have a bit of a, a chat with Lee I Judges go with and Tony. Kevin Campbell. I want to go, I want, I want to go with Tony again. Because <laughs> you, know, you know what's happening, right? You know, you know what's happening. Mate, right? you can come on with me when I tell you that Europa League. I'm going to celebrate with you. I'm going to celebrate with you. Oh, no, I'm celebrating with you because Arsenal won. Hang on here. This is Arsenal Football Club, Tony. But you know, you know the thing. The reason why I enjoyed it is because the thing is, is that for the, you, you came at me with points. I mean, Angle, he's got a bit of a point here about the old thing, and I thought it gave, got me thinking. You know, because I was just, and that's what, and that's what I like. Good because debate. The thing is, good debate. It was a good debate because the thing is, is that there were points. I can see where you're coming from in terms of like you know where where you think you want the guy to go further and how you think this guy could take us. It's just all it was is that we just have maybe I think because. I just got to, my patience isn't as um, as good as yours, and I generally think that you know there, there's another manager that can take us to the top. But you know what? I, I'm more than you. Remember when Fergie? Remember it's Terrell Fergie? Then everyone wants to name their their sons and daughters after Sir Alex. So who knows if that happens? It ha- yeah. I'm laughing. We win. We Man. win the European Cup. If in 25 years we've got a lot of Sir Michaels around, then uh, that would be a. Uh... That would be something special, Ken. Sure, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I would take that. Boys, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll see you on Monday night where hopefully, uh, Emilio won't want to hear this, but hopefully we've taken three points. <laughs> you take care, guys. We'll take see care, you guys. next time. Dan, Dan, just before awesome. you go, just before you oh, go, go on, time. Are you toffees. Go on, the toffees. Yes, yes. Go, you toffees. Come on, Come on, you toffees tonight. Let's get over and watch Everton smash Spurs. Let's do it. Take it easy, guys. Take care, guys. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.